0: This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 479. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 479. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Last Friday night, I found myself gutted. I was actually in the process of giving Vinny a bath, and when I say giving him a bath, he's eight. I don't really give him a bath. I mostly just stand there and yell at him about how to best shampoo his hair, which I'm wondering when that ends. When? Let me know. When do I get to be done policing shampooing of hair? (laughs) because I'm kind of over it. Somehow I still need to stand there. So anyways, I was standing there monitoring the hair washing. It was not going well as usual. And I picked up my phone to look up something. And there it was the news that RBG had left us. I immediately felt this sinking feeling wash over my body. And it was a familiar feeling. A few, like two hours later, I realized, oh, I've felt this before. This is how I felt the day after the election in November 2016, just full of so much fear and worry and disbelief and thinking about the layers with RBG's death, thinking about the layers of emotion that came with the loss because it started out as feeling really sad, just sad that like such a humongous, I don't know, Is iconic is probably not the right word, legendary. I feel like I'm talking about a movie star now. But someone who had such a massive legacy and who had created so much change and had such huge impact. I mean, just it really, really struck me. So a lot of sadness there, a lot of fear around what does this mean for our country? What does this mean for our Supreme Court? Immediately thought of what does this mean for how women's bodies are given autonomy or not? I thought about LGBTQ rights I thought a lot about the Supreme Court. And I thought a lot about what this could mean for the Supreme Court. And then I will say I actually got on Instagram and saw that I honestly I thought it wasn't real when I first saw this first headline that we had lost RBG. So I got on Instagram, which I know sounds really awful, like to go to Instagram to get your news, right? But I was like, well, I know, if it's for real, like a bunch of people will have posted about it. So I went there and yes, it was for real. And so one of the things that really struck me was Erin Brown, who's someone I followed for a really long time now. You can follow her at I am Erin Brown. Erin is E-R-I-N. So she actually put up a post talking about how she was really filled with rage, filled with rage that such a huge balance of power in our country would hang on one woman who had been chronically ill and who wasn't allowed to just peacefully be ill and take care of herself and prioritize herself during the final years of her life because of the impact it would have had on our country that one woman was put in that position and that she wasn't able to go rest during her final time with us because she was needed so badly by our country and that doesn't seem like an effective system right and so Right when I saw that, I was like, oh my gosh, that's such another huge layer to all this. And so there was a layering of emotions that just really struck me. And as Vinny and I continued to have conversation around washing his hair, as one does, he could tell I was crying. And he asked why I was crying. And I told him I was really sad because someone had died. And I asked if he remembered me talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And he did, because here's the thing, we almost named Piper. We were going to name her RBG and call her RB or call her Ruthie. And literally at the very last minute, we'd been planning on this name for a couple of weeks. And then at the very last minute, two days after we got her, <laughs> so past the last minute, we decided not to name her that. We decided on Piper. And in all honesty, it felt a little irreverent to name someone of such stature after a dog. But now I really wish that we did. And the whole reason I wanted to do that was because I wanted Vinny to have this like constant reminder and recollection of who RBG was. And this was when she was still with us, but who she is and what she stood for and all these things. So we did not name the puppy Arby or Ruthie, but Vinny remembered who she was when I brought up her name. And I said that she died and I asked if he remembered why she was so important. And we talked about that. So we had that little conversation. And then I texted one of my girlfriends and I said, OMG, RBG. And she replied right away. She said, I feel like the world is ending. And I was like, yeah, I mean, (laughs) you're not wrong. (laughs) And so... I didn't reply immediately. I was looking at a couple other headlines and kind of popping around social media. And a former gym member of mine, a woman who I just adore, shout out to Kimball. She had posted an RBG quote that said, I would like to be remembered as someone who used whatever talent she had to do her work to the very best of her ability. You probably don't know that Americans take in about 20,000 breaths per day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. Indoor air pollutants can cause upper respiratory symptoms like sneezing, coughing, congestion, scratchy throat. And even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease so what's the solution introducing air doctor the air purifier that filters out 99.99 of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to this includes allergens pollen pet dander dust mites mold spores and even bacteria and viruses i am so excited that we just got our own air doctor for our house and we will have it all up and running and ready to go in time for all the things that come with spring weather, but also smoke season, which is just around the corner for those of us in the Pacific Northwest. And I know many of you across the country. So here's how you can get your own Air Doctor. First of all, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. So I immediately texted my friend who said that she felt like the world is ending. And I texted her that quote. And I said, this is giving me solace. I feel like we are doing this. And she replied with that is a true and good reminder. And here's the thing. She and I, in the work that we've chosen to do, we're doing that we are really really showing up and using the talents that we have to do our best work every single day to impact change and to impact lives and to really really push for the greater good and so i took a lot of solace in that and it helped me feel a little hopeful in a moment where i definitely felt that overwhelming sense of hopelessness and powerlessness and just again all the layers of all the feelings so i spent the next three days the rest of the weekend really thinking about what we were left with and what did she give us and how can we carry on that legacy and what matters most and also what matters most right now in the context of our current landscape what matters most right now and it's interesting because i've been wanting to do an episode about what's happening right now and about this election season And I thought that this actually gave me an opportunity to talk not only about RBG's legacy, but to kind of talk a little bit about where we're at in terms of this election season. In just a few minutes, I wanna talk specifically about people who are wanting to opt out right now and people who are wanting to vote independently And the huge danger of that. And I know a lot of people think we don't have two awesome candidates. A lot of people think we have two very inadequate candidates. And hey, I'm not disagreeing. (laughs) But I also think that we have to be really conscientious of the risks that we take if we opt out or if we decide to vote independently. What are the chances of Black lives staying safe? What are the chances of women maintaining reproductive rights? What are the chances of kids getting out of cages at the border? What are the chances of LGBTQ plus their entire community maintaining some of their rights? What are the chances that we will make a dent in beginning to solve the massive crisis that is climate change? And so for me, around all of that, the answer is really, really clear. And I've been wanting to talk a little bit about that on the show, because I feel like everyone has such a big sense of responsibility with this election and with what we're going to do if we're going to see change. And we have the odds stacked against us because we know that there's massive corruption in our government. And we saw that in the last election cycle. And so what are we going to do? And so this is one thing I can do. And if it makes a tiny, tiny difference, I will take it and I will risk losing followers over it. I spent a decent amount of time considering how could I like funnel (laughs) all the things that we can learn from her into three areas, three lessons, three legacies or components of legacy that I would like to live out and that I thought would also really resonate with all of you and that can look really different from person to person no matter what your political beliefs are but that have a ton of value and have the potential to have a ton of impact and have the potential to let you lead your life in a way that you have a legacy that other people will carry out once you are no longer with us. So here are the three that I came up with, the three legacies or the three pieces of RBG's legacy that I want to continue to live out. And I want to invite you to do the same. So number one is speak up loud and proud, even when, especially when maybe, you have an unpopular opinion. When a woman has an unpopular opinion, it's typically unpopular because it goes against what we have been conditioned to believe from men. So early in her career, Ruth Bader Ginsburg had unpopular opinions about women having reproductive rights and about rights in the workplace and about rights in their personal finance and rights in government. Like women are allowed to own homes and have credit cards because of RBG. It's a really, really big deal. It wasn't a popular opinion for women to have those rights back then because men disagreed because it threatened their power. And many women actually disagreed with women having more rights because they had been conditioned to believe that our system works better when run by men. If you watch the docuseries, mrs america which is outstanding you actually get to see some of how women struggled to see the need for them to have their own rights in many cases in the uh, back in the 60s and 70s and it's really really fascinating fascinating to watch so women now pretty universally agree that we should have equal rights right but that was not a popular opinion 50 years ago what is now a popular opinion among women was once not at all and the shift happened because rbg spoke up loud and proud and did not sit down until the day she died she did not sit down over and over and over she stood up and she stayed standing and she spoke out and she wasn't shy about it and she wasn't apologetic she wasn't mousy i use the word mousy but that little like oh excuse me sorry but i just have one thing to say i'm just wondering like that little shrinky voice and body language that women get She was very neutral in her tone and she just spoke up and she said what was right from a neutral stance of truth and there was a lot of power in that so so much power so that's number one number two trust that your voice has value When we have something to say, it's really easy to get nervous and have doubts. A lot of self-doubt starts to creep in. Sometimes we get imposter syndrome. We assume that others are more capable and more qualified or that other people could have more impact and that our voice doesn't have value or doesn't matter as much as other people's. And especially in the age of social media, we're like, well, but I only have 300 followers and this person has 3 million. So why would I say anything? Well, you know, if you have 300 followers and you can impact one or two votes or one or two lives or one or two anything that matters. It totally matters. It absolutely counts. How big your platform is, or how many people you know, or how many people you're connected to on social media, none of that makes your voice of less value or makes your voice less important. We all have tremendous gifts that the world needs, and you are uniquely qualified to speak your truths. No one else can speak your truth the way that you can. And when you use your voice in a way that is authentic to you, no one else can have the same impact. You will touch people in a way that no one else can because no one else can be you. RBG could have easily let self-doubt stop her. Early in her career, there weren't many, if any, women around to take the chances that she was taking and speaking their truths. It would have been so easy for her to sit down and let those who had more power take up all the space. They were used to taking up all the space. They were not used to someone who, small in stature, but large in opinions and thoughts and value and extreme intelligence. They weren't used to someone like that taking up space. And she never sat down. She trusted that her message was valuable enough to share and that her voice had the potential to impact the right people. And she was right. And just like hers, your voice has tremendous value. We need to hear from you. We need to hear your stories and the lessons and the perspectives that only you are uniquely qualified to share. I actually have a really great example of this. There's someone who I follow on Instagram who I really, really love following her. She's actually gonna be a guest on the show coming up in the next few months. And she recently posted something about ch- shifting her perspective on women's rights to reproductive rights around the pro-life movement. And she said you know, she had been raised in a religious environment that made it just easy to embrace that as a core value, that being pro-life was a core value that you didn't question. And she said over time, she started listening to stories of women who had been pregnant in all sorts of different circumstances and who would raise children in all sorts of different circumstances. And it really opened her eyes and allowed her to shift her thinking in ways that she hadn't thought about because she had taken her the kind of status quo of her religious values and just left it at that. And over time, she was able to have this shift in her thoughts and her opinion and her perspective because other women shared their stories. Other women realized that their stories had value, that their voice had value, and they shared them with her in, you know, quiet, intimate moments where she was just asking questions. It sounds like from this, I'm getting this all from an Instagram post, but this is what it sounded like. And over time, it was able to shift her perspective. So similarly, along those same lines, I'm actually in a Facebook group, a large Facebook group with women. And the other day, we were talking about the legacy of RBG and a woman shared that, Shared what reproductive rights mean to her. And she said that she was raped by her father as a teenager and ended up having a home birth at home all by herself. And she ended up with this baby that was her father's child. And she talked about what women's reproductive rights mean to her because of her lived experience. When I saw that post, I thought, holy cow, What a unique perspective. And so many women in that situation would, for such obvious reasons, want to stay quiet and want to stay private and want to keep that kind of information confidential. That's extremely, extremely vulnerable information and an extremely vulnerable story. But when you decide to talk about the thing that you are uniquely qualified to talk about, that other people won't talk about, you can shift other people's perspectives. This episode is supported by EarnIn. Life doesn't happen bi weekly, so why should Payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with EarnIn. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the EarnIn app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download EarnIn today. It's spelled E A R N I N and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the EarnIn app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can where it says what podcast did you hear about the mom? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. EarnIn is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily, it's very digestible, and the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Urtube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and Special education and different things on Understood Explains. So, I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. And I thought when I saw that post, I thought about this other post that I had seen on Instagram of this woman saying, I've really over time been trying to listen to the stories of women who've had babies, who've gotten pregnant in different sorts of circumstances and had babies in challenging circumstances. And then I thought of this, when I saw the Facebook post, I thought of that and I thought, oh my gosh, like this is what happens when we decide to sit down and listen. And this is what happens when we decide that our voice has value and we decide to share it with the world, that we can start to shift other people's perspectives to help them understand, because there's no way to understand our own experiences unless we're sharing them with each other. There's no way for any of us to gain a greater world view if we're not listening to other people's stories, which requires other people having the courage to share their stories, right? It's so interesting to me to see people's opinions of things. And I put myself in this category as well, like the things that we have opinions on until we talk to someone who has personal experience with an issue. And I'm a pretty black or white thinker. And so this happens to me a lot where I think I have a very solid opinion of something and then someone shares a really deeply personal story and I'm like wow like I get it I see that in fact this just happened to me last week I was talking to a friend about something that I have really strong opinions on vaccinations and shared a couple things her own personal experience around this that really opened my eyes to a few things I'm still very pro vaccination but it opened my eyes to a couple things that I hadn't previously considered and I was able to see her perspective I didn't change my mind but I could see her perspective and seeing that perspective allowed me to be a little more compassionate to someone who would make a decision that I don't agree with. That was a big moment. These are important things. And then it kind of allowed me to step off my high horse a little bit. Like I can still have an opinion and I can still be on one side of an issue, but I can also have some compassion for someone else's worldview or personal experience because they've decided to share that experience with me because she decided that her voice had value and she shared her perspective with me. That's really, really important. Number three, the third lesson that RBG left us with to carry on through her legacy is be persistent. Standing up, speaking up, showing up. These are not one-time things. It's not a 2020 thing. It's not an election season thing. I mean, yes, like it is important right now and it's important for the next six weeks, especially, but... It's a lifelong commitment to doing the right thing, to being a truth teller, to making the world a better place for your children and your grandchildren. This is a lot. (laughs) But here's the thing. There's never been a more critical time to stand up and speak up and show up. And any way you practice using your voice now will only make you stronger and more capable and more qualified to use it in the future. Consider this invaluable practice for a skill that you want to master over the course of your life. Over the course of your life, don't you want to have this lifelong commitment to doing the right thing, to being a truth teller, to being committed to the next generation, having it better than we have it in 2020? In so many ways, in so many ways. So this is our chance to practice that, to practice this becoming a lifelong skill. I practice this on the podcast. I practice this when I am on social media, practice, practice, practice telling your truth. You're going to be fumbly. Sometimes you're going to get it totally wrong. Sometimes you're going to make other people mad sometimes. And also that doesn't diminish the value of your voice in any way. It just means that sometimes you have to course correct. Sometimes you have to apologize. Sometimes you have to take a look at yourself, but the impact is great. Even when you're messing up, the impact is great. If you can mess up with humility. (laughs) If you can mess up with an openness to learning, if you can mess up with the knowledge that when we share our mistakes, we help other people as well. Your voice will only get stronger and louder and more confident as you grow with the result of a growing ability to impact the world in deeper ways and in bigger, broader circles. Like when we do this, we get to go deeper. We also get to go wider. So remember that your voice has value. Remember to keep being persistent remember to speak up loud and proud, even when you have an unpopular opinion. So the last thing I want to say on this is as this relates to the next six weeks, how are you going to show up? How are you going to stand up? How are you going to speak up? How are you going to really look at what the world needs and really look at what our country needs from an objective perspective, no matter your personal feelings on a candidate and look at Do I want to stand for black lives? Do I want to stand for women's rights? Do I want to stand for our LGBTQ brothers and sisters and non-binary friends? Do I want to stand for people whose families are being torn apart at the border and children being put in cages? Do I want to stand... For starting to really take a critical, serious look at climate change and recommitting to what needs to be done for our country to be committed to being part of a beginning step toward a solution of this huge, huge undertaking. I know I'm in Washington where we just had weeks of intense smoke. I know others of you have been in hurricanes and looking at what climate change, looking at what that really looks like when, you know, like our entire coast is on fire and then another entire coast is underwater at different times of the year, really looking at what do we want to do about that? And who's going to do those things? And who's going to put us in a position to have a Supreme Court that's going to uphold rulings that support our planet and that support women's lives and Blacks lives and LGBTQ lives. So I hope that helps give you some perspective. I know that we really want to have candidates that we are... Really enthusiastic about, and that we can go all in on. Because if you're a black and white thinker like me, you want to be able to say, I agree with all of this wholeheartedly. And that's just not how it works in politics. And it's not how it works in the world. It's not how it works with leaders. All of us are fallible in different ways. And that's, and presidential candidates are definitely no exception to that. And so if you feel like you're looking at two very flawed men, I get it. And also, how can you look beyond that at making a decision that allows you to be responsible for the greater good as it pertains to all the issues that I just mentioned. So I hope that's helpful. I know that I've heard other people speak along these lines, which has helped me create my opinion around all this and be able to talk about this in this way. And so I appreciate the people who've led the conversation that I've been able to be a part of. And I'm hoping that you will be able to learn a little bit from me passing this down or passing this across, across the airwaves here. Lastly, I just want to say I'm really grateful to be in this place. Right after hearing about RBG's death last Friday night, I knew I had to host a workshop the next morning for three hours, I was going to be hosting a a workshop retreat for my tenacious mama's business and leadership mastermind. And I was super, super excited to see them all. And also I thought, holy cow, like, how do I show up when I'm feeling so emotional and so raw and overwhelmed and just defeated by this loss? How do I show up and lead? And I was worried when I went to bed on Friday night, I was like, how am I going to show up at 8am and make this happen? And I thought, you know what, I'm going to show up. And I'm going to lead to the best of my ability, because first of all, that would be the next best step to take and to live out RBG's legacy. And also because the women who I'm showing up to serve, that's what they're doing. They're continuing to show up and speak up. And they're continuing to be persistent in building businesses and supporting other people's efforts and lives and livelihoods. And if they're in on that, I'm in on them. And I was actually really grateful to have the opportunity to go into that group and grateful to be among so many women. So in Tenacious Mamas, in Momentum Mamas, but also in our greater community, in our private Facebook group, That's there's 3,200 of you in there, to constantly be among women who are so strong and who are using your talents to the best of your abilities and who are building legacies and who are holding people accountable and who are using your voice to change the world and shift opinions and get up and stand loud and proud and show up and shine in places where it can be very risky to shine and where other people might not see you shining for a while. Know that I see you shining and I want you to keep shining brighter. And I know that we all have collective impact and we can create collective change when we keep showing up in these ways and we keep supporting each other. So thank you for listening. Thanks for being a part of my community and a part of what absolutely motivates me to continue building the legacy that i'm building i deeply deeply appreciate you and i'm so glad to be in this with you